Wow, what an incredible play by Trey Young. Defense broke down, nobody there to help, and Trey delivers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. It is great to be with you, basketball card investors and collectors. We we started this show in March of 21 because after listening to a bunch of other great sports card podcasts, I was like, man, I want to hear more about basketball. I want to hear about the values of cards and the NBA players and what they're doing. That was my favorite sport, and it still is. My name is Gary, the host of Hoops and Cards. You can check us out on uh, hoopsandcards.com. Maybe you found the podcast by searching sports cards or basketball cards, but whatever reason you're here, I am glad you're here. We are counting down the days till the brand new NBA season. And uh, yeah, if you're into sports cards, man, this is the time. This is the time to do some of that uh, planning, that research. Some of you guys are doing this as a just a hobby and you like to collect your favorite players. That's kind of how I got back into it a couple of years ago. I started uh, collecting, you know, after LeBron James left my hometown Cleveland Cavaliers, I thought, you know, I, I'm still following him as a player, still rooting for him. So I started to buy LeBron James cards on eBay, really. And uh, this is before the sports card market had another just incredible spike and increase in value and prices. So I was like, man, this maybe this could turn into, you know, a profitable hobby, I don't know what you're trying to get out of it, but I know that uh, if you're a basketball fan, this is fun. It helps you connect with uh, your team and celebrate moments or uh, just feeling a part of the NBA. And then as investors, you guys, there's a lot to think about buying and selling cards. It's it's possible to just go to Walmart or Target or Barnes & Noble. Bet you didn't know Barnes & Noble had wax. Barnes & Noble is where I've picked up a few prism wax boxes of basketball I mean, you can do that, but you won't get the cards you want, and you quite often don't get the value <laughs> uh, that you paid for those cards. Instead, you can go online to a variety of, man, eBay, Facebook groups, Discord groups, online platforms like PWCC, uh, ComC, StarStock. There's, there's just a whatnot. There's just a bazillion ways to get into cards, and that's awesome. Uh, before we get into this countdown of player investments for this season, uh, last night was a, a fun night in the NBA. It was cool for me as a Cavalier fan to see the Cavs and 76ers, uh, also to get to see Tyrese Maxey lighted up in the first quarter. I think he had 15 points in the first seven minutes. It was It was crazy, you guys, but they didn't play Joel Embiid last night. Like Teams aren't taking the preseason and saying, hey, let's... Let's give collectors and investors a show of exactly what we're going to be doing in May. No, they're trying to figure stuff out. So you might have seen a big night from players like Bones Highland and Kevin Porter Jr. and Max Struess and Jalen Green and Tyrese Maxey. And that could be an indicator of what a guy is capable of, but I wouldn't put a lot of stock in the preseason where, you know, Scotty Barnes is struggling out of the gate. Damian Lillard, not so great. LaMelo Ball sprained his ankle maybe I mean they're going to do tests today to find out you know and on our countdown LaMelo Ball uh he's just about where we left off at number 14 LaMelo Ball and then 13 was Jason Tatum today we're going to go from 12 down to six so we're going to cover seven players overall and uh yeah we'll probably cover somebody that you like 
or that you know about. And I think we're in that that range. It's it's safe to say that as I look at the next 12 players, you know, in the countdown, uh, I would be happy to own cards of any one of these guys. In fact, uh, they're on my shopping list. They are on my uh, shelves already. Like these are these are players that I have personally bought into in some form or another, or that I'm looking to buy into, and not just because of the way they play or because of their career and what they've done. But I, I think what we're trying to do as basketball card investors and just as sports cards, if you're looking to make a profit, there's there's different strategies to go about it with. But uh, you, you want to buy when the prices are down relative to other points later in the year when they usually go up. Now, there's no guarantee that cards will you know, have a, a little jump in value as the season starts and people are excited to have Anthony Edwards highlights again and see what Giannis can do and Kawhi's healthy. Like there, there will be a little bump, I think. But then as track record shows, uh, the rest of November and December are kind of a boring downer uh, plateau month for sports cards at best for basketball cards, for sure. And, uh, and same could be said for a chunk of January. It's the all-star game. It's the awards season, like MVP, rookie of the year, those kinds of things. And then it's definitely the playoffs, the playoffs. So I major on playoff teams for players that I'm looking to invest in. So I think most of the guys in the rest of this countdown, in fact, of our 12 players, I can only see one guy that I'm like, yeah, he may not make the playoffs at all. But the other 11, uh, they have possibly very deep playoff runs in them. In fact, I would say the other 11 are serious contenders now. So that's that's by design, you guys. I think we covered some players in, you know, countdown cards number 30 down, down to 13 that I could say, man, that player is awesome. But I don't see Kevin Durant in Brooklyn getting to the Eastern Conference Finals with all their drama. And the, the I think they're still going to blow stuff up, blow the team up. Devin Booker is is 19 in our rankings, and it's not because I don't see Phoenix as a contender. It's because I see uh, they've struggled in the playoffs, meaning they've had their chances, you guys, to win a championship. They've had their moments, and and so investors are going to be a little skeptical of Devin Booker, Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton played really well last night. But uh, these next 12 guys are players that, like I said, I am – uh, excited about, I've evaluated, I've done some research, I've been buying or grading their cards or a little bit of both. Uh, there's one dude that's like, he's so good, it's such a legend, and his most of his good cards that, that I would like are out of my price range. But there are other players in here that I would say there's still some relative bargains that uh, that we're going to talk through, and I would, I would low-key recommend. But let's start with number 12 on the countdown. And, uh, you know, there there's a lot of episodes. If you listen back through our history, I think there's a lot to lot to learn from from our journey. But a guy that's close to home and a guy that is still a, a very solid investment this season and I think long term is Darius Garland. And Darius Garland had his breakout season last year, became an All Star for the very first time. His uh, all of his rookie cards went up regardless of the regular season curve and all those things I said about playoffs and like, yeah, he, he performed at a higher level and there were some events that we could foresee 
we could say, hey, uh, you know, in that previous year, other veterans and, and stars around the league were starting to take notice and say, hey, this guy, Darius Garland, has a tremendous upside. Darius Garland's going to be an all-star one day. Darius Garland can score at will when he wants to. He's just got to get get comfortable out there on the court on, on the pro level. Well, we couldn't foresee that that Colin Sexton would get hurt and Ricky Rubio would get hurt. And Darius Garland would pretty much have the, the Cavaliers to himself as far as uh, running the offense, outside shooting, scoring, and also just distributing the ball to guys like Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Kevin Love, Isaac Okoro. So Darius Garland's cards went up last season. And a lot of people graded, a lot of people chased. He doesn't have a lot of autographs, which makes his autograph cards uh, worth a little bit more, maybe a little bit more uh, scarce, harder to find because they're just upper deck or good win champions cards, not in Panini's. So Darius Garland, I like for some reason, guys, and maybe it's because Cleveland didn't go too far in the playoffs and this is the off season and everybody's more excited about bigger names like LaMelo and Cade and Trey Young and John Morant. Well, Darius Garland's cards are back down and uh, they're very affordable. Uh, even his PSA 10 Prism Silver can be had for less than $300 if you negotiate with a seller. And that's uh, for a guy that's going to be an all-star many years, you know, and, and lead a playoff run. Now that he's got D Donovan Mitchell next to him and Evan Mobley's growing up and Karis LeVert uh, can break down a defense and score. Jared Allen could be an all-star again this season. Like Darius Garland still has tremendous upside. And you guys, what I've been doing... Last year, Darius was my cheaper buy before the season, so I was buying up Darius Garland rookies in the $3, 5 $10 range. I was looking for cards that I could grade one day. I was stockpiling even just the cheap mosaic uh, Starstock A or Starstock B rookie cards of Darius because I knew at like a dollar or 50 cents, I, I knew that one day those cards would be worth more. And they're gradually going up. I'm still holding. I'm still holding long term for a lot of these Dariuses. What I've been doing is taking some of the cards I bought more cheaply uh, and leveling up. Like whether that's through trades, trading two or three PSA nines for a really nice PSA ten, or uh, making group deals to get in on one of those Darius autographs that I said are so hard to find. So Darius Garland is number twelve. I, I don't think you'll get any pushback on that. Um, he's highly ranked by sports cards investor and nooffseason.com and the sports card strategy show like Darius Garland is the man. And I would just encourage you to look into his cards. If you haven't seen him play or don't know, really know what Cleveland is about. Uh, he's a big deal and he's going to be a big deal. Number 11 on the countdown, a much bigger name, far more accomplished player coming back from injury. He is a guy that I have had on my buy list since June. And uh, I still think there's some incredible deals on his cards. I've looked at some of his rookies that are raw and said, oh, maybe I should buy it and grade it. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Some people ask Kawhi. I ask Kawhi not. <laughs> I, I kicked myself. Anyway, Kawhi Leonard is still one of the best players in the league. You guys, you may have not seen him play for more than a year now, but he's coming back. He's healthy. He's done well in the preseason, and as Paul George said in the media yesterday, I'm number two on this team. Kawhi is number one. It's Kawhi's team. Kawhi is an MVP candidate as long as he's healthy and on the court, and the Clippers look absolutely loaded. So I like Kawhi's cards. He's one of those 2012, 2012 rookie cards you can see in NBA hoops or Panini 
for, of course, uh, Prism. And uh, I bet if we went on Market Movers or Card Ladder and you were looking at the history of Kawhi Leonard Prism rookie cards, you would be like, whoa, why has the sky fallen? Why, why are his prices so low? You know, part of that you expect to see some from the market drop, but dude's been injured. Out of sight, out of mind, not in the playoffs last season, right? And so people have, he's not injury prone. Like this was just a, this was just a big injury that, that kept him out of the last two playoffs. Uh, but Kawhi Leonard is, still has some great days ahead of him running alongside John Wall now, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, uh, Norman Powell. This is a team that is, like I said, loaded with talent. Ivica Zubats, Zubats. And they've got some younger dudes like Amir Coffey and Brandon Boston Jr. Maybe want to buy Amir Coffey as a handcuff or Paul George even as a handcuff that would have to step up again in scoring. But Kawhi Leonard, 2012, good deals abound out there. And you can get a Kawhi PSA 9 for less than $200. You can get a Kawhi PSA 10 for, I think, 400 do a search, but that card used to be a couple thousand dollars and up. Kawhi Leonard is number 11. Number 10, maybe he's the guy you've heard his name, but you don't know. <laughs> this is the guy who probably won't make the playoffs. Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> when he finally got to run a team in Indiana, it was 18, 20, 22 points a game, 9, 10, 11 assists a game. Very good, very good percentages for a guy in his second year. And a guy that really you can find this weekend in the $2, $5 box, uh, I would say stay away from hoops, rookies. Stay away from select retail. Stay away from Donruss, base. Uh, look for parallel cards. Look for centered, really well-centered prism. Consider checking out some of those nicer brands like Impeccable or Court Kings Level 3 or Immaculate. I, I really like Tyrese Halliburton uh, people and you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Indiana is going to try to tank. And so maybe Halliburton goes the way of SGA or the way of Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons last year where the team shuts him down because uh, Indiana needs to add more talent. They might make a trade, right, to get more picks. Trading Miles Turner and Buddy Heald to the Lakers would surprise nobody because they've been talking about it for six months. So just get it over with. So they might be in the middle of the rebuild, but I like short-term Tyrese Halliburton as an all-star candidate, and I like Tyrese Halliburton as a long-term buy-and-hold uh, superstar. And I had to be convinced by my friend Nathaniel and probably 12 other people to uh, recommend this Tyrese as highly, but he's here, and he's a fantastic investment, uh, number 10 on our board. Number 9. Uh, no stranger to the limelight, to the spotlight, big shot man, uh, incredible scorer. I think his team got better in the offseason, which helps the playoff run chances. I don't know if that's going to detract from his value because his team added several uh, really good scorers. So I want to say about Trey Young. Trey Young, here he is, number nine on the countdown. Trey Young, big shot playoff veteran with huge numbers already. He's here partially because... His card values are so stinking cheap. They may continue to go down a bit in November and December and even early January, but I anticipate him making a big showing around the All-Star break. I anticipate him making some big shots in April and May and people being reminded, like, dude is Trey Young, like, period. I think DeJounte Murray is a fantastic player, a perfect complement to Trey Young. DeJounte can 
can do a lot of the dirty work. He can guard defensively the other team's best player. So Trey can, man, it's going to be fun to watch him run off screens and uh, catch and shoot more. Uh, I think their team's gotten a lot better in the offseason and, and the development of young guys like DeAndre Hunter, Anyeka Okongwu. John Collins is still in the building for some reason, but here, there he is. Uh, Trey Young, 2018 rookies are a good deal. And the only challenge with Trey Young would be uh, that the hobby, the sports card world has loved him since, you know, the get-go. He entered the, the league with Luka Doncic and those two and maybe a little bit DeAndre Ayton in that class were considered the guys to have. And so a lot of people have already have Trey Young. They've bought and sold Trey Young. They've been there, done that, and they don't want to go back. You know, they, they're, they're moved on to somebody else. And so that would be the risk that there's a lot of Trey Young cards that are graded right now. He's a high pop count guy. So if you're getting him, just, just know that that's, that would be the risk part of this play. But as far as his, as far as what he does on the court and his value and the team as a playoff contender and Trey Young as an eventual MVP candidate, like all that's in front of him. I think all that is very possible. So Trey Young uh, is there at number nine and uh, we're going to take a break and get back with the countdown. everybody espn.com has uh, an article that's been out for about a week now on top 10 breakout candidates for this upcoming nba season i I love resources like that that they've done the research you can go in and see why they like players like alperin shengun and anyeka akangwu and good luck pronouncing them but also um i I mean i probably just destroyed their names in my attempt but i like that they said jalen green I love that they said Tyrese Halliburton. It is a, a great resource to have so many, you know, ESPN, The Athletic, Yahoo Sports, USA Today, even um, Bleacher Report. They have some guys there that I'm not as crazy about. Uh, Chris Duarte. No, you can't have like eight breakout candidates on the Pacers. Nick Claxton. Sorry, I I don't see it. I, I like to lean towards the guys that uh, have the ball and score the ball and take over games. They did have one interesting name that I'm doing a little bit more research in after he just exploded. Uh, was it last night or two nights ago? Trey Murphy the third for the Pelicans. That is a player that, you know, when given the opportunity, looks like he can score a lot and has a good three-point shot. However... Uh, with Brandon Ingram on the court, he was he wasn't last night, or you know when these when these big preseason games for him. You you got to remember Brandon Ingram's on the team, and uh, CJ McCollum is on the team, and uh, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones. These guys these guys are actually on the team. So uh, before I rush to pick G League players as my breakout candidates, uh, I want to make sure they're going to get playing time. And shots, really. I, I like Kevin Porter Jr. a lot right now as a guy that everybody's forgotten about. He could come back and have 20 points a game or more this season on a young team that has a lot of firepower. So, But I want to get back to the list that matters. Come on, let's get to it. We've only got three more guys to go over today. One of them listed as their favorite for MVP this season is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, strong MVP candidate, lower print rookies because his prism is from 2014. Me likey. I like Joel Embiid. 
as an investment because uh, as long as he stays healthy, he is clearly a dominant player, clearly a first-team all-star in the Eastern Conference, and I think it would take a miracle to keep the Sixers out of the playoffs. So uh, I like Joel Embiid a lot. He's a player that I would look to invest in PSA 10 rookies of any kind of Joel Embiid now. But when you're buying centers, realize that uh, there's not a lot of hype to them. Not a lot of people, you know, get excited. Joel Embiid's going to have, you know, say he has a game early in the season where he gets 40 points and, and 18 rebounds. Well, you might see a few extra sales on eBay, but you're not going to see his his prices, his values skyrocket. You're going to see them gradually increase when he has games like that or when he has averages of 30 plus points a game and 12 boards. Like he he's an awesome player and uh again, if healthy, a very safe, positive investment, but it's going to grow over time. And big moments ahead for him, possible MVP, yeah. Possible NBA Finals team. Yeah, look what the Sixers did in the offseason, adding P.J. Tucker, Montrez Harrell, and D'Anthony Melton. But they also bring back a much improved, I didn't know that was possible, Tyrese Maxey, and a James Harden who has a lot to prove. So I like Joel Embiid a lot. I have some of his cards on my watch list. One of the reasons I'm not investing in him, or the next guy I'm going to mention, is because I think, like I said, the returns, the profit, you're not going to see... Uh, big gains next month or around Christmas time. You're going to see them in, you know, MVP voting season, maybe around the All-Star game, probably as uh, the Sixers contend in the playoffs in the second round and that kind of stuff. So Joel Embiid, you guys, number eight. Number seven, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Again, another awesome center MVP candidate. He's won the last two. You look at his card values and you say, really? Like, really, a, a Joker PSA 10 is that cheap? Uh, really, there's not many options to buy his rookie cards. 2015 there, rated rookie, Don Russ the rookies. You know, this is before Optic and Mosaic. And, I mean, Select was released in hobby form to uh, to very limited audience, so there's some good value there. But uh, the Joker is a similar deal. Like, he's already been there and done that. He's won MVPs. He's put up huge numbers in December and been on all-star teams. I don't see a big pop for his card values in the next six months. But again, winning another MVP would be would be huge for him. But it almost feels like he doesn't have to. He's proven who he is. What he needs now is to contend for the finals. And that could add to his value, his legacy. And you have got to have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. stay healthy for that to happen. He cannot be, as, as much as he's transformed the center position over these last two years, if they're going to contend, they have got to have healthy Jamal Murray, healthy Michael Porter Jr. making threes. And they've got to give Bones Highland an increased role. Like Bones, man, I, this isn't a podcast about Bones Highland or breakout candidates, but his numbers from his rookie season look strikingly similar to what uh, Darius Garland and Tyrese, more so Tyrese Maxey did before they broke out. And he just needs an opportunity to play more. I'm glad they dealt Monte Morris. I'm glad they see him as ahead of Ish Smith. Ish is just the coolest name. It's probably short for Ishmael. And they just said, look, let's just go to one syllable because it's a brand thing. I don't know. All that to say, the Joker is a a bargain long-term. Yes, uh, Hall of Fame potential. Absolutely. One of the five to seven best players in the NBA for the foreseeable future. I like his cards as a long-term investment if you're doing that. Uh, 
uh, I'll probably end up doing another podcast about like your investing strategies and why long-term isn't the best idea unless you really love that player and just want to collect and have that card. Uh, but the Joker is number seven, and he's certainly not the seventh best player on the list. He and Joel Embiid are down because they're centers who have already done all the things, like all-star games, contending teams, big numbers. Like, they've done it. What they need is is to uh, get to the finals to see their cards jump once again. All right, number six. Speaking of a guy who needs to do stuff, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Uh, what's not to love about him as a player, as a competitor, except maybe now he's like telling everybody he wants Draymond Green to go to Dallas. Like, all right. Uh, what I love about Luka is the value of his cards right now. And the MVP candidate, he will be for the next eight years straight. Like, going to be an MVP candidate, going to be a threat to have triple doubles anytime he walks on the court, going to make big, big shots, big moments. What I don't love about Luka Doncic is his supporting cast. I, I think he has a very similar situation to a guy like LaMelo Ball, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else I could throw in there. I don't love his supporting cast. Like you just let Jalen Brunson walk for nothing. You you traded Kristaps Porzingis for Spencer Dinwiddie. And I think Dinwiddie is going to surprise some people. Maybe you've heard me say that. You got Christian Wood as your big off-season acquisition and maybe a healthy Tim Hardaway back. And the nice thing about Luka is he does make everybody else around him better. I just don't think Dallas is equipped to beat teams that are like not not even the better teams in the West, not even the top three, like, you know, Phoenix or the Clippers or and even Denver, who I just mentioned. Like I don't I just don't see it. And I also don't see Luca as the guy that's gonna say, All right, I'm gonna go score sixty tonight. I'm not even sure he's capable of doing that. Uh, even if he was capable, that's not the way he plays. He he gets everybody else involved. He is the point forward. And uh they're going to have to make some moves to, to uh, at least in my eyes, to, to be a legit finals candidate. And that's a problem. That is a problem. I, I again, think he's probably going to finish top four or five in MVP voting again. I think Dallas can make the playoffs, but I just don't feel great about the, the pieces, parts they've put around him. And um, so that's why he's not higher. Uh, the reason he is... This high is not just his performance. It is that his card values have taken a beating. And probably like Trey Young, a lot of people have been like, look, I bought Luca. I lost money on Luca and sold Luca. I, I don't want to go there again. I hear you. I, I was right there with that Luca 2018 Prism base rookie card that everybody had. And then you're like, well, that the reason everybody had him is because everybody graded them and they printed so many of them. And he was the most sought after guy in that class. Like, yes. So if you're going to invest in Luca, get something unique save up and get an autograph card, like do, do something unique. But yeah, of course there's upside and growth in the market of a young MVP candidate who eventually I think will make a deep playoff run. He has championship attitude and uh, he has the uh, leadership now in Dallas to say, look, this, this supporting cast isn't going to get it done. I need Draymond Green. I need, you know, mention eight guys that you need. Go get those guys, Mark Cuban. I, I don't, Man, I don't love the way Dallas has constructed their roster and taking guys and teams and, and even a style of play. I'll say this about them. I'll say this. 
when I went to the Cavaliers Mavericks game last spring, I was in awe of how well that team moved the ball and how well other players stepped up and made big shots. Dorian Finney-Smith. Like some of these guys have the potential and maybe once every three or four games, they step up and you're like, all right, maybe Luca does have the supporting cast that's awesome. Take that, Gary. Little Hoops and Cards podcast trying to criticize the best player in the NBA. Who do you think you are? Like, calm down, bro. Um, it's a different game in the playoffs. It's a different reality when you have teams that just uh, run and fly and defend, and you can't make all your threes in May that you made in mid-February. So uh, that's why Luca's not higher, uh, but he is on my buy list, my hit list, and that gets us down to number six. So to recap today, Darius Garland at 12, Kawhi Leonard at 11, Tyrese Halliburton at 10, Trey Young at 9, Joel Embiid at 8, the Joker at seven, Nikola Jokic, and then number six, Luka Doncic. Friends, that's my list so far. The next episode, we'll get to the top five. And uh, it's an episode you will not want to miss because with each one of those players, I'm going to give you two or three specific cards of those guys that I'm like, hey, this is the one I bought or this is the one I would buy. Or if I had the money that you got, I would invest in, right? And uh, we'll look at we'll spiff specific times of the year of the season to buy and sell those guys. But hey, if you have any takes, feedback, criticism, ideas for me as a podcast host or for us with our list here, email me, man. Email me, woman, at uh, gary at hoopsandcards.com, gary at hoopsandcards.com, or just as good, send me a message on Instagram at hoopsandcards, at hoopsandcards. As always, we would love your support. Uh, of the podcast of hoopsandcards.com that's that's in the form of joining hoops plus which for 4.99 a month $4.99 a month let me be clear that gets you uh, uh, number 1 you're on the team you're supporting us on a monthly basis you get extra podcasts you get extra content uh, hoops plus insider newsletter and prizes we've been doing those once a month so love for you to join hoops plus you just go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe that's anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. And again, thank you so much for your support of our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for what you're doing as a collector and investor to advance the hobby. And this is one of those episodes that like the more you know about the players and where they're going. These are guys that I've ranked a lot based on where their card market is and the upside of said card market. So tell us about your journey, what you're buying, what you're selling, email, Instagram, and we will be back, it looks like tomorrow, like this is a daily like countdown to the regular season, so we'll be back with our top five, and uh, look forward to connecting with you then. Peace out, have a great week everybody.
what do you call a cow on the floor? Anybody know? Ground beef. 